Hi there, and welcome to our podcast. And this week at London Visited, we go to Westminster Bridge to tell you all about this iconic part of London. My name is Steve, and each week I'll bring to you the facts, history, and information about different parts of this great capital. If you've been to London, are planning on visiting, live here, or just love London from afar, then this is the podcast for you. Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering this place and so many others across London. And now to this week's podcast. Westminster Bridge is a road and footbridge over the River Thames in London, linking Westminster on the west side and Lambeth on the east. The bridge is painted predominantly green, the same colour as the leather seats in the House of Commons, which is on the side of the Palace of Westminster nearest to the bridge, but a natural shade similar to verdigris. This is in contrast to Lambeth Bridge, which is red and the same colour as the seats in the House of Lords and is on the opposite side of the Houses of Parliament and is the next bridge along. In 2005 to 2007, it underwent a complete refurbishment, including replacing the iron fascias and repainting the whole bridge. It links the Palace of Westminster on the west side of the river with County Hall and the London Eye on the east and was the finishing point during the early years of the London Marathon. The next bridge downstream is the Hungerford Bridge and Jubilee Bridges and upstream the Lambeth Bridge. Westminster Bridge was designated a Grade II listed structure in 1981. For over 600 years, at least 1129 to 1729, the nearest Thames Bridge to London Bridge was at Kingston. From late Tudor times, congestion in trading hours at London Bridge for road goods and carriages from Kent, Essex, much of Surrey and Middlesex and beyond often amounted to more than an hour. A bridge at Westminster was proposed in 1664, but opposed by the Corporation of London and the Watermen. Further opposition held sway in 1722. However, an intervening bridge, albeit in timber, was built at Putney in 1729, and the scheme received parliamentary approval in 1736. Financed by private capital, lotteries and grants, Westminster Bridge was built between 1739 and 1750, under the supervision of Swiss engineer Charles Lebel. The bridge opened on the 18th of November 1750. The City of London responded to Westminster Bridge and population growth by removing the buildings on London Bridge and widening it in 1760 to 1763. With Putney Bridge, the bridge paved the way for four others within three decades, Blackfriars Bridge in 1769, Kew Bridge in 1759, Battersea Bridge 1773 and Richmond Bridge in 1777. By which date roads and vehicles were improved and fewer regular goods transported by water. The bridge assisted by expanding the West End to developing South London, as well as goods and carriages from the more outer areas and counties and the East Sussex and Kentish ports. Without the bridge, traffic to and from the Greater West End would have to negotiate streets often as congested as London Bridge, principally the Strand, Fleet Street and New Oxford Street Holborn. Roads on both sides of the river were also built and improved, including Charing Cross Road and around the Elephant and Castle in Southwark. By the mid-19th century, the bridge was subsiding badly and expensive to maintain. The current bridge was designed by Thomas Page and opened on the 24th of May 1862, with a length of 820 feet and a width of 85 feet. It is a seven-arch cast-iron bridge with Gothic detailing by Charles Barry, the architect of the Palace of Westminster. Since the removal of René's new London Bridge in 1967, it is the oldest road structure which crosses the Thames in central London. Here are some secrets about London Bridge. 1. 
Westminster was London's most contentious bridge. In the early 1700s, there really wasn't much of a choice if you wanted to cross the river. For previous 600 years, you could opt between crossing at London Bridge or Kingston Bridge. When Westminster Bridge was proposed in 1664, the Corporation of London, the watermen who ferried the people across the river all day, and other people with vested interests, all opposed it. No shock there. One of their arguments was that if the watermen lost their jobs, there'd be fewer readily available seamen for the navy if England went to war. Their best and final tactic in opposing the bridge was an interest-free loan of £100,000 from the city corporation to the king. Charles II happily accepted the bribe and refused permission to build the bridge. Permission to build a bridge at Westminster finally received royal approval in May 1736, when George II was on the throne. The watermen, if you think of them as today's cabbies, got £25,000 compensation, equivalent to £2 million today. 2. It was nicknamed the Bridge of Fools. The new bridge at Westminster wasn't funded in the typical way, with private enterprise and tolls. Instead, money was raised by a then-fashionable lottery. Lotteries at the time were subject to abuse and fraud. Some even saw them as being immoral and a threat to society. This lottery funding led Henry Fielding to dub the new crossing the Bridge of Fools. The name stuck as the bridge's construction dragged on much longer than planned. In the end, the new bridge at Westminster took more than 11 years to complete. 3. The first Westminster Bridge was designed by young Swiss engineer Charles Lebel and was rather beautiful. It has been immortalised in pictures by Canaletto, Samuel Scott, Antonio Jolly and J.M.W. Turner. It's also the title of an 1802 William Wordsworth sonnet, Upon Westminster Bridge, although we should note that he was actually writing about what he could see from the bridge and not about the bridge itself. 4. It used to be a bit dodgy. The first Westminster Bridge featured semi-octagonal turrets at intervals along the crossing to provide shelter for pedestrians. But these cloistered cubbyholes soon became haunts for vagabonds, muggers and prostitutes. In the end, 12 watchmen had to be hired to guard travellers as they crossed the river. 5. It's Central London's oldest surviving road bridge. The bridge that crosses the Thames between Westminster Palace and Lambeth today was designed by the engineer Thomas Page, an interesting fellow who was also responsible for the first Chelsea Bridge among others. Page also put forward an idea for a submerged tube to act as a tunnel between England and France way back in 1870. This version of the Westminster Bridge opened in 1862, making it still the oldest surviving road bridge across the Thames in central London. 6. It opened on Queen Victoria's birthday, but she wasn't there. The modern Westminster Bridge opened on Queen Victoria's 43rd birthday, the 24th of May, 1862. Queen Victoria was booked to perform the opening ceremony, but when the time came, she was in prolonged mourning for Prince Albert, who died the previous December. The rather subdued opening ceremony took place without her. 7. It has the most spans of all London's Thames bridges. Westminster Bridge, 252 metres long and 26 metres wide. It's an arch bridge with seven iron-ribbed electrical spans, the most spans of any of the Thames bridges. 8. It features an astonishing architectural joke. Under the right conditions, at certain times of the year, Westminster Bridge reveals its most chucklesome secret. When the sun shines at around 1pm on certain days, the beautiful trefoil cutouts do a little reverse shadow play. The two lower leaves keep their shape, while the top one stretches out a little bit into one of the best, unintentional, architectural jokes the city has ever known. We have no idea if the designers behind the ornate fascias knew what they were doing. 
Could they have known? Really? But we hope that once the sunny parts relieved themselves, Charles Barry and co. simply nodded and smirked along with the rest of us. Some websites claim the uh, uh, cock-up is a recent thing, but older pictures of Westminster Bridge show the same shapes. So presumably, the sexy shadows appeared just as regularly in the days before internet memes made them immortal. 9. It has some lovely lamps. Now you've stopped sniggering about the glowing meat and two veg, it's time to turn your attention to the beautiful lamps on Westminster Bridge. The ornate octagonal lanterns are quite beautiful. Grouped in threes, their gothic design is by Charles Barry, a nod to the architectural style of the palace at the end of the bridge, built around the same time. Check out the entwined V and A in the centre for Victorian Albert. Refurbished by TfL between 2005 and 2007, the lanterns spruced up, repainted, touched up with gold leaf and treated with verdigris, a chemical with a greenish-blue pigment, matching the original hue of the lamps. And 10. The bridges starred in both Bond and Doctor Who. Westminster Bridge is used in a couple of Bond films, Spectre, Die Another Day, and in several Doctor Who episodes, including the Dalek Invasion of Earth in 1964. You can also spot the bridge in Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, 101 Dalmatians, and Wimbledon. Perhaps, most famously, an eerily deserted bridge kicks off the mounting suspense terror in the 2002 British horror film, 28 Days Later. So, I hope you've enjoyed a look at Westminster Bridge and some interesting facts about it. Whatever podcast service you use to listen to this, please do subscribe to get updates on new shows, and also please leave us some feedback. Also, you can let me know any places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts, and you can let me know through our website, www.londonvisited.co.uk. You can email me directly on londonvisited at gmail.com, or you can contact us on Twitter and Instagram on at londonvisited, or Facebook on at the London Visited. Thanks for listening. Really hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll see you soon on the next one. Take care. Bye.